Welcome, everybody, to another episode of The Military Mentor. I'm your host, Mike Gilbert. And today, we are going to start our first series of Started from the Bottom. And today, we have David Mew with us. He is a project manager at a software development company. Uh, he retired after 20 years in the military, completed his college education, and he has a slew of cybersecurity certifications that allowed him to excel in his life after retirement. David has traveled all over the world, taking his family to see places that many will never see. And he has gained a, an intimate understanding of finance. So that way he can further his continued success in life after the military. So David, thanks for joining us today and courageously stepping out to tell your story about how you started from the bottom and rose to levels that most people will never see. So welcome. And uh, I'm gonna pass it over to you to talk about what you're currently doing and a little bit of the things that you've achieved uh, over the over the years. Hey man, I appreciate you for having me on here, man. Uh, it, it, this is a, a, a very very touchy topic, uh, you know, when you're coming from from nothing almost. Uh, yeah, like you said earlier, I'm just retired from the military. Did 20 years. No, no, probably about a couple days over 20 years, but 20 years got my, I say my job trade, uh, a couple trades out of that, 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 uh, that tenure in the military. Uh, so I can be successful out here in the world. Right now I'm a project manager at a software development company. Uh, first job outside of the military. Um, yeah. Hey Dave, that you know, it's it's amazing when I reflect back on on how I started uh, my career in the military, not you know really knowing where it was going to end up. I know I was getting out every four years until I finally <laughs> ended up at retirement. So, what, what did it look like for you, man? Like when you first started to kind of, did you intentionally say I'm going to join the military, or how did life guide you down that path? Oh uh, no, man. So um, I actually uh, when I graduated high school. Um, I had a baby on the way. Uh, matter of fact, I had a baby. Um, and um, no, a baby on the way. I had a baby on the way. So that was a, a big deciding factor on what I'm going to do with my life, right? So I moved to Jersey. Uh, this is a short, short story, but moved to Jersey uh, right after graduating to get away from the, uh, the I'm going to say the hamster wheel uh, of uh a lot of you know violence and drugs and you know pretty much nothing in, in my my hometown as far as you know for my age group and what we were doing at that time. I went to Jersey, tried to start a new career. I was a lumberjack. I actually okay. uh, helped my uncle uh, cut down trees. A lot of people were like, hey man, you didn't cut down the trees. Yeah, I did that. So I got outside of my comfort zone and went to Jersey. Uh, but I seen myself doing the same thing I was doing. Uh, in my hometown, drugs, uh, women, just out there in the streets, right? Um, and I came back before my daughter was born and I seen the birth of my daughter, got a job in a factory in my local hometown from Thompson, Georgia. That's uh, 30 minutes right outside of Augusta, Georgia. But a small country town built on a bunch of factories, right? Um, and, and that's where a lot of the labor force is in that in that in that town. Um, got a job at a factory. I think I was making probably five twenty-five an hour, uh, working 
10 to 12 hour days, slaving seemed like on the assembly line. Oh wow. I, I hated it, I hated it, you know, I hated it. Uh, but I was trying to do something, uh, you know, uh, manly, you know, I got a, I got a baby now, you know, I got a responsibility for another life. So let, let me do something right. Let me be a father, let me be a provider, you know? Uh, so I'm hustling in there, uh, I couldn't stand it. So uh, I seen myself going back to the streets again. And uh, yeah, I just said, you know what? This ain't for me, let me go ahead and join the army. Cause I remember I had, before graduating high school, me and a best friend of mine, we, we, uh, we were gonna go in the army on a buddy system, right? Unfortunately, I couldn't make it, but due to some legal issues I had, so that that restrained me from, uh, you know, pursuing my my goals in the military at an early age. Uh, so for the first year after high school, I couldn't go into the military due to legal obligations. So after working in that factory, I'll be honest with you, I went to the uh, the local district attorney and just said, "Hey, can you please help me out? I, I need to get out of this town. I need to." do something for my life. I want to change my life, change my generation. I want to be different. Uh, and I want to go in the military. I just want to get away. And, uh, well, that, yeah. that, that's amazing, man. And, and, you know, I commend you for kind of keeping your head down and trying to move towards the right direction because we know the pathway to success is not necessarily a straight line. And, and I feel like what you described as far as working those jobs that really didn't have a promising future, you know, there's no passion behind it. I think that's, you know, it's kind of a, a symptom of, of our society where, you know, there's a separation of social classes and you have these people, these labor workers that get stuck in the grind just to survive. They do what they have to do, but not what they want to do. And then when you go find those, look for those alternative options, then they never lead to uh, a better situation. In fact, you know, when people start going out there and hustling they end up either dead or in jail. And that's and that's pretty much the narrative is, is you know, what resources are put in front of the youth so that way they can have opportunities or leverage opportunities. So, there, I mean, what, what happened with the people that you grew up with in those neighborhoods? Yeah, man, that's the thing, right? So you, uh, the segue from what you just said, like the, the resources, right? So they're stuck in that, 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 this is all I can do. I, there's no other option for me. And, and you get stuck in that as an adult when you try to be responsible and you're trying to, you know, uh, provide for your family. And, and that's what you, you know, you're afraid of not getting that 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 check. So you kind of, it's almost like you're forced to work in that, that, that field. That's what it feels like for most people, you know? So a lot of people are still in those factories, man, uh, uh, doing, you know, on that on that assembly line, some people probably have moved up, um, but but that's that's the mindset, you know. So, and to be honest with you, there's a, there's a program that I'm looking to start uh, with a series of workshops to 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 try to change people's mindset to let them know, hey, no, you can you got to put in work. There's gonna be work. That, that that a lot of work that's required to change your career, change your profession. You know, if you don't want to stay on that and that, that factor, that similar line. Uh, but we got to, you know, I want to have a series of workshops to help people get out of that, you know, change their uh, profession, change their career. Uh, I don't want to go into too much detail on that, but yeah, it's sad to see uh, 
uh, it saddens me that a lot of people just kind of like closed off and said, it just, it seems like that's what they're, 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 they're used to. That's what they're accustomed to. You know, that's the tradition because their family, their dad, their uncle, their, their, their mom, somebody else, that's what they worked at all their life or that's what they did. So it's kind of like a box. You know, they don't see outside of that. And not saying that they're in the box, it's just they have the, the exposure and the resources is a big deal in these rural areas, right? And in, in these, we call them rural cities. Uh, they're a little small city, but they're rural, right? So it's like uh, that lack of resources, right? Lack of opportunities, which makes people feel that, hey, this is, this is all I have. This is it. This is the end of the road for me. I just try to make do here and try to, you know, advance here. Some people work in these factories and they don't they don't look at advancing and trying to, you know, climb a corporate ladder because some of these factories are corporations. You can climb a corporate ladder in that as well. But it's that that ambition, it's that 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 pathway, knowing that you could do it. A lot of people don't believe in themselves. Yeah, and I think you know that that's exactly right. Um, you know, there is a victim mindset that's inherited generationally when you know if someone finds a ceiling and then they pass that ceiling down to their children and say well i can only make it to this level our people can only make it to this level and and that that is the uh the idea and i think you know you are blessed to be able to look outside the box and say um that you can create another path you can create another opportunity and you know what most people don't know i mean in the 20 years that you were in the military uh, you rose through the enlisted ranks you know started from truly the bottom in the military uh, rose up to the NCO ranks, qualified to be considered, you know, the, the 1% of technical experts in the military to make it into the warrant officer ranks. And, and you know, that that's a significant accomplishment going from somebody who, you know, had legal troubles, you know, who probably, you know, wouldn't have stood up as the, the best example um, at the time to being a person that was leading soldiers and leading the nation's charge, you know, to, to you know, keep America safe and uphold our, our values and constitution. So, you know, huge applaud to your ability to, to overcome a lot of those challenges. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Uh, yeah, because trouble didn't stop uh, being in my life. <laughs> just because I joined the military. You know, I had trouble prior to the military, trouble in the military. But with trouble comes growth. Uh, if you don't grow from uh, your uh, setbacks or your bad choices, uh, then you continue to make the same choices, make the same bad decisions. Uh, well, you, 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 there's no success in that, you know? So uh, with every bad decision or, or, or mistakes or whatever it may be. Like I grew from it, I learned from it, you know, and, and, and I changed, changed the way I see the world, changed the way, uh, you know, I, I, I made sure I, made, I took a pause more often. Um, and yeah, so I, 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 I'm fortunate and blessed to, to be able to uh, get the exposure that the military provided me. Uh, so I, I look at that and I say, when I see people from where I'm from, and I'm like, well, I can't judge them because they don't, they haven't seen or been exposed to what I've been exposed to, right? So, how do you, uh, how do you expose someone to something where there's no resources to expose, uh, or how do you change a mindset of a generation, multiple generations, 
that has been passed down this same mindset how do you change that how do you how do you get people to believe and to desire or you know aspire to be uh outside of what they're currently doing you know and, and that's that's going to be a challenge uh even though they've been in some trouble you know some people they they, they they get in some trouble and they feel like oh this is it this is I can't do anything else because of my image now. You know, my my Absolutely. my it, it, it's my record. You know, my record is is gonna you know keep me here in this 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 place. It, it won't let, allow me to grow. Won't allow me to do anything else. That's not true. Uh, it, it, you, if you're still here on this earth and you're still outside of the the walls of the prisons, uh, you have an opportunity. You know, uh, and you see a lot of people. That that's been like what's his name? Uh, Wallow, I think his name is his uh, brother, the one that does a podcast. Wallow mm-hmm. and somebody else. He did a lot of lot, long time in, in in prison, and look how successful he is. So it, you can always make a comeback, but if you're already here, you should be trying to do what you need to do now, you know, and and and, and be better. So let me ask you this, Dave: How much of an influence do you think? Um, you know, the entertainment industry plays on the oppression that goes on with kids. Because when I reflect on, mm. um, you know, back when I was growing up, you know, listening to Wu-Tang and Mob Deep and 50 Cent and the beef with Jay-Z and Nas was at was at its peak. And, and everybody was trying to, to, you know, be the most gangster individual and try to emulate what these millionaires um, were singing about. They were just, all these people were just making music, singing about this life. And then the people who were in my neighborhood we're trying to exemplify it and live it to their demise. So point where they were like, well, I don't want to be a CEO because they're not rapping about being a CEO. They're not rapping about being an entrepreneur. They're rapping about hustling. They're rapping about, you know, all these other ideas. And then, you know, back in the day, we had, you know, Boys in the Hood, you know, the movie. We had Juice. We had, you know, Set It Off, all these, you know, movies that were coming out that kind of reinforced the idea of, you know, this is what the reflection of your community looks like. This is what you should aspire to be because power was in intimidation, power was in money. And, and that's what, you know, that was the leadership. That, in my mind, mm-hmm. that was what guided people to aspire. That's what they aspired towards. So, I mean, from your your perspective, how much do you think that played a role in um, how people actually, uh, you know, had, had opportunities or didn't? Music, music is, uh, and see, that's the thing with these music labels, these these major companies. Like, they know what what this music is doing to uh, people, because you can't really, you know, target one uh, demographics with music because it's affecting and impacting all demographics, not just African Americans, not just. Uh, white Americans, not it's everybody in, in, in a negative way. In a negative way, it's it's almost like hip to hip hip hypnosis, yeah. hypnosis, yeah, yeah, brainwashing. You know, so it's like it, it's it's bad. And w- when we grew up, right, we we had videos. We were looking forward to 106 and Park, and you know, oh, yeah. things like that, you know, so we could look at what they were doing, like 
Oh man, I remember those days, man. So Nelly and all of them, you know, <laughs> with, with they. Uh, I still got a bandaid under my eye from the Nelly days. Unless <laughs> 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 something, I still got the sticky residue under my eyeball. <laughs> with Chingy and all of these, you know, rappers that come out, Ja Rule, Fifty Cent, way back. It was like you, you was looking at all this money. They hope oh, go back even farther. Mace and Puffy, oh, yeah, yeah. and they had the, the the crazy videos. We 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 were looking at that, inspiring it, you know, the, to be like that. But nowadays, it's like the music had kind of shifted a little bit. Uh, it, we seen the shift happening, but it, it went like, oh man, it went for the worse. So now it's more about killing and gangs and you know, shaking your ass, and uh, it's just very very destructive. It's, it's no uplifting. It's no positive uh, uh, outreach. There's no guidance. Uh, it's, it's 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 becoming yeah. It's very destructive, right? So it's destroying all our communities. That's not just African American community. All of our communities and these people are making millions, billions, trillions of dollars off of this this entertainment. That's just again, it's destroying our, our our culture destroying our people so, so go ahead so, so, so how, how did you uh can you talk about when you joined the military the problems didn't leave so so how did you break out of the the cycle in your mind to realize okay i'm gonna stop being a troublemaker or i'm gonna start aligning myself with success how did you make that transition i knew i had to pull myself out of the environment that i was in i knew it i remember the day that i went to the to the recruiter's office i said hey uh, and, and be transparent. My piss was clean. I, I I knew I had clean piss. That means I could pass a urinalysis, pass a drug test. And I was like, hey, you need to get me up out of here right now. Like it's time to go. He was like, hold on, wait a minute, young guy. You know what? What you what you doing? You got you, you took your ass very Let's let's try to find you a job and things of that nature. I was like, hey. He was like, what do you want to do? I was like, whatever you do. What do you do? He was like, I drive trucks. I said, okay, well, I drive trucks. He was like, you got a driver's license? I do today. Hey, but <laughs> give it a week or two, I might not have these, you know right. <laughs> I need to go ASAP. So I was out within like a week. So I knew I had to get myself out of that environment, right? And you know, like I know, we both retired from the military. The military is going to break you. Uh, uh, they're going to they're gonna change you. It's... it's, it's that basic training is something else, you know? And I went through the struggle, crying, wanting to go back home, afraid, especially when uh, I'm in basic training and I, I see him uh, crossing the berm in Iraq and mm-hmm. going to war. And I'm like, oh man, and the drill sergeant come down and say, oh, you, uh, <laughs> <laughs> my words on this podcast, but y'all about to go to war. <laughs> <laughs> No good, like drill sons coming in saying that. So, it, yeah, it crossed my mind to run away too. Then you know, like uh, I ain't, I ain't signed up. For this. <laughs> you know what I'm saying I did not sign up for this. I signed up to get away. Yeah, fight away. I'm not patriotic. You know, there was yeah. no patriotism in me at that time. I'm young and just trying to get away from that other environment. You know, put me in this. So. Uh, yeah, I had to get out of it, and, and, and military broke that mindset, man. It broke all of that. You know, it brainwashed me in another way. 
Uh, and that's a whole nother story, but the brain watched me in another way. It hypnotized, hypnotized me as well, yeah. you know? So that's how I got out of it, you know? And yeah, then, so, so, so it sounds like you had to just change your environment, put yourself in a new and different situation to really correct. start that change process. Correct, correct. And that's when you learn, when, once you put yourself in a, a, a new environment, is that, that, that initial impact, it's gonna be hard. You know, it's, it's it's change. A lot of people don't like change, you know, uh, whether it's good or bad, but change is, is, is always gonna be, uh, uh, go to a, a, a road of, of, of growth or, or, or yeah, progress to me. Yeah, you know, so regardless if it's good or bad, and, and I had to, yeah, I had to remove myself from the environment. I knew I had to do something different. Uh, so so, so I know that for me, you know, I, I went through a similar transition. I know when I was in the military, um, you know, when I was young, I was still having fun. Um, you know, the, the responsibilities were a little more uh, in place, more so than they than they were before I joined the military. But I know that having a family um, definitely added a whole new dynamic and stability because I knew where I was going after work. It was it was home, and that allowed me that bandwidth to uh, to sit down, study, work on my degree because my mind was no longer on running the street. So but how do you think, um, you know, as you matured in, in life and, you know, you said you had your family, you know, before you came in the military, what, what impact did, did your family play in, in kind of grounding you? My family played prior to the military or? or yeah, just in general, just, just like in that transitionary, you know, mindset. Um, of going from, from like, I only care about me. All my decisions are about me to realizing that, hey, you know, now I got a kid that can speak and say, hey, dad, you suck today, you know, because uh, whatever, whatever the situation that you're not meeting, did you feel like your family put a different level of accountability on you? That Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Most definitely. I mean, that that's the that's like my oldest. I tell her, like, you're the reason why I changed. Like, I know for a fact you are like my whole the, one I, the way I viewed the world, I viewed it totally different at such a young age too. Uh, when I when I when I seen her come into this world, you know, I knew I had a, uh, somebody else that depend on me, you know. And I and, and that's the thing. Um, like before this podcast, I was thinking about it. I I I'm the only family member out of my my mother's kids. Um, I, I depend on me. I don't depend on anybody else. I don't, I can't depend on anybody else. And people depend on me, you know, like, and I'm not just saying my family depends on me, you know, financially or, you know, sometimes they do, sometimes they don't, but like people really depend on me. So I have to hold myself to a different standard and, and understand it. And we all still make, you know, bad decisions, uh, but the, the older I get, the more I'm like, okay, now nah, I'm not, you know, I, I weigh the consequences. I can't do that because I know I got to provide for this person. I don't have anywhere else to go if I don't make it, you know. Absolutely. I don't. So I have to do it, you know. So a lot of people, they're coddled. They, they, have, they have somewhere to go. So they have this mentality where it's like, oh, I ain't worried about it. I could fall back here. But you don't have anywhere to fall back to and you are the fallback. You, you gotta you gotta put up you know you gotta be responsible you gotta be you gotta hold yourself accountable 
A lot of people don't hold their self accountable. You gotta hold yourself accountable. And when you start doing that, then you're gonna start making better decisions, better choices, and you're gonna start putting in that grit. You're gonna start putting in that work. You're gonna start putting in discipline. It, you know, you're gonna fall off the horse sometime, but you're gonna get back on and start riding again. So yeah, the family, uh, my kids, yeah, they really kept me on the right path. You know, I knew I had to provide for them. I knew I had to be different. I didn't have that father figure growing up. You know what I'm saying? So I, I, I had to be different. I had to be a father, you know? So that's, that's, that's what I'm proud of. I'm most proud of. That's my biggest achievement in these 20 years is I can, I can proudly say that, hey, I'm a father, you know, that has influence in my kids' life. Yeah, that's, that's amazing, man. And I'll say, you know, big props to you for, for sticking around. A lot of people lose that opportunities, you know, it's a, a epidemic of fathers running away from their kids. And, and you know, there's such a huge um, opportunity there to have a, a permanent life accountability partner, a permanent life cheerleader that will always be there rooting you on and always give you a reason when you, when you can't find it yourself to keep marching forward, you know, to those bigger goals that you really don't understand how the family can potentially facilitate because they're not, you know, a part of the equation when you add it up, you know what I mean? Don't say baby equals CEO. But there's components of that child and that family that helps guide you towards that, that end state. So that that's amazing. So you've, you've retired out of the military. Um, you started, you know, this, this you know, new job on the outside of all, all this this experience built up. So what's what's next for you? Next is a bunch of giving back <laughs> back to my old community. I retired back close to home, 30 minutes away from my hometown. So. Again, I'm trying to start these workshops where uh, it's pretty much uh, financial literacy workshops, uh, uh, skill set workshops, employment workshops, uh, to ch try to change people's mindsets. So that's doing a lot of community work, uh, getting involved in you know city council meetings, uh, commissioner meetings, uh, board of education meetings finding out, you know, what the resources are first, what resources we do have uh, and how we can leverage those resources in, 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 in the neighborhoods and the communities and then see what resources we can bring in and what changes need to be made. Uh, and I, I, firm, I strongly believe that um, if I can start transition, help people transitioning from these factory jobs, right? get out of these factory jobs because we, we, we're in the world of the internet now, right? So we can work anywhere remote, you know? So you don't have to be on site with these these jobs nowadays. So um, I want to, you know, help people transition out of these factories so that these factories got to raise their their salaries, you know, 18 and $20 an hour. That's not, that's not enough, you know, mm -hmm. in today's society. And a lot of people get stuck in, as soon as they make the $25 mark, $25 an hour mark, they, oh, this is this is success. No, that's that's nothing, that's pennies. You know, inflation is still going up, prices still going, interest rates still going up, houses still going up, but they're not raising the salaries. So we gotta make a change. Uh, so that's that's what I'm trying to do, man. Absolutely, man. And I love that grassroots approach to change, man, because I firmly believe and that's how we fix the problems. We can't, uh, you know, rely on external support. We got to change our mindset. We got to give back to our own communities. And that's why we're here doing this now, because we want to show people that there is another way. 
So, you know, we, we don't have a lot of time left, but I want to give you the last, you know, 30, 40 seconds to just, you know, if you want to wrap this up in, in a, a big idea, the message that you want to leave people with, what would that message be? You are not a product of your environment. You are not a product of your environment. You are not a reflection of the people around you. It's in your mind. Now you can become a product of your environment. You can be a reflection of the people around you, but you don't have to be, you know, so you can be different and being different isn't always bad or, you know, uh, somebody could pick on you or whatever it may be. Being different is, 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 is a good thing. Uh, so yeah, I, I, I challenge the people to do, to be different. Awesome, man. Hey brother, I appreciate, appreciate your time. David, um, you know, this was a great conversation. I think a lot of people get a lot of value out of it, man. So thank you for joining us. And hopefully uh, everybody learned something from this podcast and uh, leave all Dave's contact information, all the projects that he's working working on will be in the description. So thanks for joining us for this week's episode and the first episode of Started From The Bottom with David Mew. Thanks for your time, brother. I appreciate you, man. All right, ciao.